All right, well, good morning, all crypto top 10 time. This is John coming back at you with some of the trending articles in the crypto news space to kick off your morning, afternoon, or evening. So, as always, off the top, thank you for all those who have subscribed wherever you're finding this content. I really do appreciate it. And if you pop down in the description, there will be a link or links to the articles we talk about today so you can do your own research. So without further ado, let's hop in. First article up today, nice little uh, update on Zillica and their Zill Swap. So Zillica is a blockchain scalability and security focused project. They announced two major upgrades for the remainder of this year. The first one is the aforementioned Zill Swap. It is the Automated Market Maker, or AMM. If you're not sure what that is, think of Uniswap. Basically, you can automatically swap your tokens in between others that are supported on the network for fairly cheap, and it is done using algorithms to determine the price swap based on ooh, fun math and liquidity. So. It is what most of DeFi runs on, so there you go. Uh, it's going to be launched, according to them, very soon. There's actually a testnet up on it right now. Uh, and another major update is the release of its non-custodial staking on the Zillica mainnet coming up on October the 14th. So in about two short weeks, it's going to be doing that. You can currently stake Zillica on Binance and KuCoin, which, as we all know, KuCoin is reeling from that insane 200 plus million dollar hack that went down so for anyone who's got zillica on there uh i feel for you and don't worry they'll have that thing back up and running inside of a week i certainly hope so for you but with these two massive updates uh they're predicting zillica might explode soon there's a chance for that DeFi has been slumping a little bit as of late but whenever a player gets into the game enough people jump on it quickly it does cause a massive uptick Whew. so along with their partner Zitch switcheroo zillica launched the testnet of zillswap uh, it's open to beta testing until october the 2nd so it's getting ready to come to a close um and currently you can only do four different tokens on it not a big deal looks like zillica uh switcheroo XSGD, which I'm guessing is a staking coin, and then GZIL, which is their governance token. Uh, not too bad, just kind of test things out. Uh, users that are already getting their hands into things on the testnet are pretty impressed with the performance. That's good. Uh, currently, ZIL Swap offers limited swap options, just those four, but once the Ethereum bridge, which they're planning on implementing in quarter four of this year, so we're coming into quarter four of this year, so that should be popping up soon. Users would be able to trade any ERC-20 coin, which actually would put it in direct competition with Uniswap and any of the other Ethereum-based uh, DeFi automated market makers. So that's actually a nice feather in Zillica's cap, and I think that could actually be used to uh, drive it up. It's not just going to be, oh, only on our native 
platform which may only support X, Y, and Z tokens. Nope, we've got an Ethereum bridge. You can do whatever you want on it. Uh, if they don't have to use gas or GUI on Ethereum to fund the transactions with the Ethereum bridge and they're able to keep costs down, uh, this could be a very big thing for them. So also, we got to talk about their staking. I told you before, their Zillica's staking is supported with KuCoin and Binance. However, starting on October 14th, you'll be able to participate in network validation without leaving your wallet. So that's pretty good. <clears throat> and they uh, introduced, you know, GZIL, which will be their governance mechanism on the automated market maker. So GZIL yield farming will also commence. And it's going to actually position Zillica at a pretty strong place in the DeFi system. They're a decent project that does not get talked about nearly enough. Uh, they've been doing some pretty good things. They do a lot in Southeast Asia, quite honestly. So I'm really happy for them. And I think this could be a nice little uh, feather in their cap. Really excited for it. But hey, let's hop on over talk about Chainlink and Reef. And when we talk about Reef, we got to talk about Polkadot. So Reef is this DeFi platform. For those of you who don't know, uh, Chainlink is going to power Reef's cross-chain asset management platform. Uh, the Chainlink Oracle integration will also open Reef up to top-notch price feeds presented in both Ethereum and Polkadot. These price feeds will help determine automatic swap exchange rates and also kick start automated portfolio management on Reef. So that's pretty good. It will help their automated market maker liquidity pools function. Uh, Reef, like I said, we've got to talk about Polkadot a little bit. It's actually built on Polkadot. It's a cross-chain DeFi protocol. The exchange works with both centralized exchanges and decentralized exchanges and provides users with unlimited access to liquidity on both of those platforms. So it's pretty good. Uh, they want a reliable price feed. Um, so when they were doing their research, Chainlink came up as the best option. Uh, they felt the data quality Chainlink provides is second to none. Uh, they have secure nodes and they're Sybil resistant node operators. Uh, they have unparalleled transparency, according to Reef, and a decentralized network design. All good things. Look, it's just another get for Chainlink. There's a reason why Chainlink has performed so well in 2020. I know it is down from its all-time high of $20, but it has really proven it's here to stay with all these different integrations into different projects. Uh, it's a really easy way to bring in these oracles and DeFi platforms need oracles to function as they pull in outside data safely and securely to their chains. It's just another feather in Chainlink's cap um, and I'm excited to see what Reef can do. It looks like it's Polkadot's answer uh, to the automated market maker like Uniswap and Zillica's answer, uh, Zillswap and Tron's answer, JustSwap. Uh, so there's a lot of people competing to you know, put it on their own chains, but Zillica and Polkadot have, in my opinion, an extra advantage because they're built from the ground up to be uh, cross-chain compatible. So there we go. But nothing can be done in this day and age without a little update from Grayscale. Yeah, we've not talked about Grayscale investments in a little bit, but it has increased the assets under its management in its Bitcoin trust by, you know, just a paltry $180 million. So yeah, nothing big or anything like that. 
Uh, according to data from information platform Bybit, uh, Grayscale added 17,100 Bitcoin to the firm's Bitcoin trust in the last seven days, which means they now have 449,900 coins under management worth, you know, eh, 4.95 billion-ish, depending on the price. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit. Uh, this effectively means that Grayscale actually controls roughly 2.4% of the coin's total supply, uh, which is currently, according to this article, 18,502,381 BTC. Uh, for this reason alone, I struggle to figure out why Bitcoin is still only at 10,000. Imagine if in the middle of that hype cycle in 2017, news dropped that a single investment entity had 2.4% of the total Bitcoin supply locked up. Um, 20K would not have been where we stopped. The hype was real and off the charts. However, this is still a sign of a healthy market with people looking to invest and get in long term. They know it's risky, but the risks have gone down to the point where they think it is a legit way to go. Uh, Grayscale is not the only firm seeing the potential of these crypto investments. There are a lot others out there. One example is MicroStrategy. It swapped more than $400 million of spare capital, you know, pocket change, uh, from fiat to buy Bitcoin. And they reportedly have 38250 since its first crypto purchase in August. Yeah, it's less than Grayscale, but that is only one example. There are a lot, I wouldn't say like a lot, maybe a dozen or so Grayscale type investment places that have varying levels of Bitcoin. Honestly, I think it's fair to say that between 3 to 5% of the total Bitcoin supply is locked up in these coins. Now, when you factor in that early Bitcoin miners who you know, lost their private keys for their wallets or their hard drives crashed back when Bitcoin was worth like 10 cents and they didn't care about it enough to try to recover anything and all those Bitcoins are lost forever, it's really crazy just how few Bitcoin there are and how many people are starting to want them. So I am really excited and kind of nervous for when it will finally hit the market, just how large this asset has become and how scarce it is. I'm really excited to see what happens when we kind of hit that tipping point, and I'm very surprised we haven't hit that tipping point yet, personally. Um, but here, let's hop on over and continue with the Bitcoin theme. Uh, Tax-free Bitcoin? could be one of 20, the 2020s. I think they mean the decade of the 2020s. Now that it's starting off any great, hottest trends. So for those of you who wanna hear more about tax-free Bitcoin, let's hop on in. So it's uh, I Trust Capital. It allows Americans to gain exposure to the world's biggest crypto through a self-directed directed individual retirement account, otherwise known as an IRA. Uh, it is similar to a 401k, just that a 401k is typically an employee, employer, like account where you put in some money, your employer matches up to a certain percentage and all that fun stuff. IRAs are generally just you. Uh, these vehicles allow owners to get involved in a diverse array of alternative investments, such as digital assets, precious metals, 
and real estate. So interest in cryptocurrencies has been buoyed by a number of high-profile advertising campaigns of late. Uh, Grayscale had a pretty interesting one. I remember the criticisms that I gave on that, but it was still effective for Grayscale, I guess. Uh, and some have started to view Bitcoin as a safe haven against inflation and mass sell-offs in the equities market. Yeah, China, we just talked yesterday, China State TV put out a nice little think piece on that as well. Uh, there's also another factor at play, the IRS, or the Internal Revenue Service, for those of you who live outside of the United States and don't know, it's America's biggest headache. Believe me, taxes in America are overly complex compared to some countries, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, some have started uh, <laughs> to, to worry about the fact that they are clamping down on these cryptos. Uh, I trust capital, says the message is clear. There is no excuse for investors not to track, report, and pay taxes on every single crypto transaction unless it is tax-free in a self-directed IRA. Now, IRAs do have restrictions placed on them. Yes, you would be able to uh, watch your investments grow interest-free. You would only pay taxes on them when you withdraw them. However, it is at your retirement age. In America, uh, I believe you cannot withdraw from an IRA until you are at least 55 or maybe 55 and a half. There's some weird like six month rule on certain accounts that's kind of weird if you ask me, but that's the government for you. But yeah, you would actually pay a penalty if you withdraw it sooner. However, there you can take a loan out against the the value that's in your IRA and all these these other like weird accounting shenanigans you can kind of use to get money out while at the same time not actually withdrawing it. It adds another layer, but if you truly feel that you want to invest in Bitcoin long term, something like this may be right for you. Um, I'm kind of interested in it. I do have a uh, Roth IRA that I use. Uh, it's through Vanguard, so it's it's nowhere near getting ready to be set up for this. But if down the road I was able to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other cryptos in that account, I would just you know small amounts that I was planning on holding on for the extreme long term. However, I would not be putting all of my money into these accounts. Yeah, it saves you from taxes, but it locks you into these coins for decades. So. Uh, the company says this approach delivers comparable advantages to investing in crypto normally, but without as much hassle. I do agree with that. Not having to worry about paying taxes on any of your stuff because it is in an IRA is very, very nice. Not going to lie. Uh, given how these self-directed IRAs are used to prepare for retirement, peace of mind is paramount. And to that end, uh, iTrust Capital has a $50 million insurance policy. Uh, I don't have any relationship with iTrust Capital. It looks like an interesting place. I've not looked into it at all, but I do agree with this article that as these crypto projects start getting integrated into our existing structure more and more, they're going to start popping up a lot in IRAs and 401ks and different things like that, just like any other assets. So I'm excited to see what the future brings there. Ooh, all right. And we are halfway there, living on a prayer. All right, so hopping on over, just a little update on the Ethereum 2.0 testnet. 
Uh, their validators are now staking nearly 2 million testnet Ethereum in the lead up to mainnet's release. Ethereum 2 will introduce staking rewards, but validators also risk being slashed for bad blocks, just like any proof of stake network. Uh, and now Decrypt is saying they're expecting phase zero to launch in November. Oh, finally, 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 dear freaking God. Anyways, according to data from Testnet Block Explorer, beaconcha.in, more than 60,000 validator nodes have been activated on the Ethereum 2 Medalla testnet, uh, and there's a lot at stake, eh, pardon the pun. Ethereum 2 promises to dramatically increase the transaction processing capacity of Ethereum from 15 transactions per second to more than 100,000 when Ethereum 2.0 is fully completed. As we all know, the low transaction speeds has been pushing Ethereum to the brink of its technical limits due to the amount of heavy usage that is coming from DeFi platforms. Transaction fees are quite expensive. They're only increasing as usage continues to skyrocket. So one of Ethereum 2's most important changes will be shifting the network to this aforementioned proof of stake consensus, which the network of validators stake Ethereum to vouch for a particular block to be added to the chain. Uh, if you vouch for a bad block, either by mistake or because you're trying to do something uh, sketchy, your Ethereum stake can be quote unquote slashed or uh, reduced to discourage bad blocks from propagating. So that's how the network polices itself. Um, so Ethereum 2.0 phase zero is expected to launch in November of 2020, yet the official launch of the completed product uh, will be potentially as far as 2022, which is why so many, many, many people have negative um, worries and criticism about Ethereum. It is taking far too long for a lot of people's liking, including mine. I do understand you need to do it right as opposed to doing it fast but it's only going to hurt their number two spot. They continue to hit these roadblocks as I scream more and more into the void. I love Ethereum. My largest bags are in Ethereum, but boy, boy, do I have some concerns with it, though I say that with love. But all right, let's hop on over here. Uh, this is a longer article on the blockchain service network and sharing. I'm only gonna to touch on it a little bit. You can check this article out down in the description. Uh, there should be a link to the YouTube video where the links to the articles are down in the description if you're finding this in a podcast form. Otherwise, it's just down in the description if you're finding this on YouTube. So this guy, this R.R. Huxley who wrote the article here on Crypto News Flash, I don't remember seeing him before, and the article itself seems a little um, pro-sharing, <laughs> for lack of a uh, better term. So bear with me here. I've not done any investigation into sharing. I just wanted to talk about the article because of the blockchain service network. So sharing just scored a landmark partnership with China's new, new-ish, government-backed blockchain behemoth, 
BSN International. Sharing is joining titans of industry like Ethereum, NEO, Chainlink, and Tezos in an ambitious bid to bring cutting-edge blockchain solutions to billions of people around the world. Like I said, it seems a little pro-sharing. Um, yeah, holy grail of crypto adoption. It is pretty... Uh, so mass adoption is something we're all striving for. It's a common phrase in blockchain. It appears in nearly every white paper in ICO since 2017. No crypto project or group has quite delivered on this promise in terms of gaining even tens of millions of verified real active users, or even 1% of the 4.5 billion global internet users. I would say Binance is probably the closest one, honestly, to achieving something on this level, though they are a centralized exchange. They do have millions of users around the world. Uh, even before this news with the blockchain service network, Sharing has been boasting some incredible user projections. Uh, basically, they partner with government and business-to-business -business and businesses. Um, so they're kind of like when you integrate a business into the Sharing platform, it automatically brings those users along. So I don't quite consider that adoption. The people aren't jumping into this project of their own accord. They're kind of getting roped in because of uh, contracts and businesses. I mean, if Amazon came out with a decentralized blockchain that they were using to uh, run Amazon.com and help with fulfillment of deliveries, well, that would be hundreds of millions of users who are now using blockchain, but it's not because they want to use blockchain. It's because they buy stuff from Amazon and Amazon's using blockchain. So uh, I don't truly agree with that article or the argument there, but I, I do want to see more companies do that. I think it's a good way for them to save money on their supply chains and increase blockchain's uh, name recognition throughout the world. But let's talk about the blockchain service network. We've talked about it on the channel before, but it's been a while. So if you're new here, I'll give you a brief overview. Uh, back in October of 2019, President Xi Jinping, everyone's favorite Winnie the Pooh, uh, of China called upon his country's tech community to accelerate their efforts in blockchain adoption and innovation. Uh, a week earlier than this, the blockchain service network was formed. You know, it is China's uh, like main thrust. So it's founded by several massive partners. The main four are the State Information Center, which is China's top-level government policy and strategy think tank affiliated with the National Development and Reform Commission. Oof. Uh, China Mobile, which is China's largest national telecom provider. China Union Pay, which is the biggest payment and settlement provider in the world with 8 billion issued credit cards. And Red Date Technology, which is the BSN's primary blockchain architect. Now, the idea behind the BSN is that it is a one-stop shop for DAP developers to deploy and manage any permissioned or permissionless blockchain applications. Uh, they built the entire operating environments and shared nodes on the BSN's public city nodes around the world. Developers only need to choose which PCN or public city node to connect to and upload smart contracts. We do everything else for you. Yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, prices are pretty cheap. Uh, $20 a month to make all the blockchain apps and services in their cloud available to any company who wants to use them. Now this is a blockchain investment done right and I hate having to talk about China in a good light because they're a crappy country anyways I mean sorry not the country of China but their government with it their repressive policies and the treatment of the Uyghur peoples anyways they do blockchain right 
This is basically a central government subsidized blockchain development incubation platform. That is their goal is to get people into their network with cheap prices and build these networks and build these smart contracts and then all of China and potentially all peoples around the world knowing that China made this possible can participate in the uh, benefits and rewards from this amazing honestly opportunity to get in and do things like I said I'm not happy with the fact that China is doing so well I wish the United States had some version of this hopefully something is in the works I know they are working on a digital currency but something like this would really 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 help push the United States forward and keep us competitive with uh, what I believe will be one of our biggest rivals going into the 2030s and 2040s but that's enough of me waxing and waning on uh, political-ish viewpoints. Let's hop on over and round things off. So, a Bulgarian exchange owner just got convicted uh, in Kentucky. So, Rasen Isafov, a 53-year-old Bulgarian national and owner of RG Coins Cryptocurrency Exchange, has been convicted of operating a multi-million dollar money laundering ring as part of a transnational auction fraud scheme. Uh, following a two-week trial, Isafov was found guilty by a federal jury in Frankfurt, Kentucky, uh, over conspiracy to commit money laundering and racketeering. Yeesh. So the jury found that at least 900 U.S. citizens were conned in a scheme that saw uh, Isafov's Romania-based accomplices post advertisements on popular auction platforms like eBay and Craigslist for high-value goods, such as vehicles that didn't exist. According to the Department of Justice, scammers would provide their victims with fraudulent documents and invoices featuring trademarks of reputable companies to cultivate the appearance of legitimacy and even employed call signers and quote-unquote support staff to alleviate their buyers' concerns. Once they got payment, Isafov would convert funds into crypto assets and transfer the proceeds to offshore money launderers. Uh, he was knowingly do this as far back as September of 2015 and still doing it in December of 2018, getting about $4.9 million of Bitcoin to four other members of the organization. So he made a lot of money in this time, especially, you know, 900 people. He was probably posting things for sale that were in the $50,000 to $100,000 range. And of course, Bitcoin's price fluctuations during this time probably affected that value. It's absolute insanity what this guy was able to do. Be very, very careful when you're using Craigslist, when you're using eBay and things like that. Scammers abound. Definitely try to buy things from reputable users whenever possible and don't spend more than you're willing to lose. Alrighty, well that does it for the trending articles in the crypto news space. As always, my name is John. This is Crypto Top 10. Um, thank you to everyone who has subscribed. If you've made it to this point and you haven't subscribed, you might as well just hit that little button. I mean, you get to hear me talk more often and it lets me know that I'm doing something right. Um, so yeah, taking a look at the top 10 coins by market cap. Let's see, biggest, wow, 
everyone is in the top 10 is uh, kind of in the red today. CoinMarketCap's added a little bit extra functionality. You can now see their 24-hour period and their 7-day period. Uh, in the 24-hour period, everything is kind of in the red. Chainlink is down 3% on the day. Biggest loser, womp womp. They're still up 13% on the week, though, so not too bad. Biggest winner would be Binance Coin. It's up 7% today. Actually, now in the top 6th, it is the number 6 coin by market cap, flipping Polkadot. Uh, not too bad. Now let's see. Biggest winner in the top 100 is Quant, coming in at 92 with a 16.8% increase on the day. Pretty darn good. And the biggest loser is Cybervane. Womp womp. Uh, looking at that, Yearn Finance, DeFi.Money, or YFII, Uniswap are all down. Looks like, again, DeFi is having a bit of a slump, but when you rise that high that fast, there's going to be some pullback. Nothing to worry about. Fundamentals on all those exchanges are still strong, and the amount of total value locked on all of them is continuing to go up. So that will do it for today. Remember to pop down a description so that way you can check out the articles for yourself, and I will be talking to y'all soon. Peace.